My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. And today, brothers and sisters, we are going to talk about something that the Christian community should keep their eyes and ears open to. According to an article by the Christian Broadcasting Network written by Jenna Browder, it looks like we are finding more and more Christians switching churches. They state that Christians are looking for more authenticity in the community. And I'll be sure to link the article below. So what is the reason for the switch? The primary reason seems to be relocation. With the adoption of the internet, it seems like making life choices such as where to live has become a lot easier. Over 60% of the respondents noted a physical move. But what about the other 40%? It seems to be a huge disconnect between the worshiper and the church. So imagine this, you walk into a huge mega church and you get the cordial, hello, welcome back, glad to see you. You walk into a seat of maybe 100, 200, or maybe even 1,000 people. You listen to a lecture for about an hour. They give tithing, and they clap, and you go home. Now, does that feel like you're filled with the Spirit? Does that seem like something that you want to do? I mean, these mega churches nowadays are really just houses to hear the word. And in this case, bigger is not always better, according to the survey. It seems that after the pandemic, it really gave people some time to think about their relationship with God and their relationship with their church. So I think people did a lot of soul searching while they were at home, you know, kind of getting yourself out of that environment because it's almost like clockwork. It's like a habit. You go, you get dressed, you get into the house of the Lord, you go home, you may get something to eat, maybe take a nap and you prepare for your week. But with the pandemic, it really gave people some time to sit and say, what am I missing? And what was I being provided by going to the church? Now, obviously, fellowshipping with people who share a common goal is where we want to be. When we go to a church, we pick a church that shares our values. We want to make sure that the pastor is really reading the word. He's interpreting it correctly and that we believe that we are growing spiritually we want to make sure that we're actually bringing value to the church house and not just taking away, right? We want the ability to contribute to a church home and actually see the impact of our work. We talk about that all the time as far as tithing is concerned. Yes, you can move the decimal point over one and give 10%, give your money to the church and walk away. But it's a little different when you can actually see the impact of your contributions. So instead of just paying 10% for the food drive, going to volunteer, to make food, to pass it out, to shake hands, to give a loving word, that's a little bit different. And I think people are looking for more authenticity. They're not looking just for a place to donate their money and hope that they do God's work. Because nowadays, even with finances, people want to invest with God in mind. Many times people just try to accumulate funds as much as possible. But now people are saying, what has God called me to do and why has he blessed me with this money? We talk about being a steward. Being a steward of God's wealth means managing it in the proper way to expand God's kingdom. Not just looking at your statement and see how much money that you made, but what impact are you making by accumulating these funds? Can you fund your own food drive now? Can you buy coats for Christmas? 
Can you fund some underprivileged kids to go on a mission trip? These are the questions we should be asking ourselves, not necessarily if we made an extra one or two percent. Now, we were always taught that you should never be jealous of anyone except the person who has been blessed with wealth and spends out of the resources God has blessed them with to give to the less fortunate and to the needy. But for some reason, when we create financial plans traditionally in the financial world, people are just trying to accumulate wealth so they can be seen by their peers. That's why we get people talking about how much they made in this stock or how much they made in this bond or how well their portfolio is doing. But they're not talking about the impact of that investment. And once again, during the pandemic, it gave us some time to do some introspection to understand why are we investing? You know, what would you do differently if you had the money that you were trying to achieve? And I think this is a very important question. I asked myself this question before as well, because I used to pray to God like, God, you know, I'll be able to do so many great things if, you know, if I had this wealth or these are the things that I would do. And the response I received was, well, what are you doing now? What are you doing with the wealth that I've given you now? Would you do anything differently? And I had to think, well, I wouldn't really do anything differently. I'll still give to the less fortunate. I still would try to give a loving word. I'll still try to produce content that is going to draw people closer to God. So why aren't we doing it now and building upon a strong foundation? So as Christian investors, that's what we should think about. We shouldn't solely think about what we would do in the future if we had X amount of dollars. We need to think about what are we doing with the dollars that we have today? And that starts with planning. You know, we have to plan to make an impact and it starts with knowing where you end so you can determine where your giving can begin. We talk about when is enough enough, because if we don't draw the line between what we need, we'll never be in a position or feel that we are in a position to give. So brothers and sisters, today, I want you to understand that your church is where you should be revitalized for the week not drained, not wondering if what you're reading or what you're listening to is going to be beneficial for the week. Fellowshipping actually gives you the opportunity to practice what you've learned and should be a reminder to the righteous, not a time where you feel shamed or ridiculed for not being the perfect Christian. You know, everyone comes to God's house at a different point and they're all trying to improve. And when you're listening to the gripes of one pastor who maybe had a bad week, that can be uncomfortable. So as Christian investors, we also should shift our focus away from the pastor who is merely a messenger and focus ourselves on God because we focus on man. You know, whether me on this podcast or your pastor or your deacon, we are going to fall short. All men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But if we focus on God, we'll be less inclined to leave the church due to the mistakes of man. See, once again, we're just messengers. The pastor's a messenger, and I'm also a messenger when it comes to finances. I'm not here to tell you what to think about money, but how to think about money. See, I cannot control your actions, and God didn't make me responsible for them either. But what he did do is allow me to be blessed with the knowledge to help my brothers and sisters who want to put God first above all things. So, if you're a Christian investor and you need some help, 
download our free 19-page ebook titled Four Pillars to Christian Investing. It will give you a good foundation to build upon. It goes over debt management, savings, investing, and wealth transfers. And if you're ready to get started, you can schedule a consultation with me at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and start stewarding God's wealth. See, as a certified private wealth advisor professional, I have created Christian financial plans for investors who want to make sure they're doing God's work with their money and that it aligns with their values. So brothers and sisters, what I want you to take away from today is this. When you go to a church, whether it be a big church or a small church, make sure that you're making an impact, that you're actually getting value. And it's okay if you have to switch churches. It takes some time to build a sense of community. It takes some time to find the right people that are going to align with your train of thought. And I want you to take this away with you as well. When you're walking with someone, there's one or two things that are going to happen. Either you're going to speed up to keep up with their pace or they're going to slow down to keep up with yours. So in the search of a church, you want to make sure that you are following a church that you can keep up the pace, that you are striving to get better and not slowing down and going backwards. So brothers and sisters, today, I want you to take another look at your church, look at your values and where you wanna be, create the financial plan that is going to help you be a value add to your church so you can have a church home that you can enjoy for years to come. Well, my name is A.B. Ridgeway. And I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestine podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.